time for the March 24th, 2017 edition of Weekly Signals Weekly Review, an askew view of the last 168 hours of history. This is KUCI 88.9 FM, Irvine, California. I'm Nathan Callahan. I'm joined today Claudia Shamba. With Claudia Shamba. And now, the canine that makes this all conceivable. Wow. Come here, Mahler. That's a big Come job. Hey, Mahler, Ma. the fake Ma, news Mahler. dog. Here, here. There's a good corner for you, Mahler. <sighs> what a week. What a week. Today we'll be talking about river rights, Trump care, pew, 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 Ivanka, and more. But first, is Pluto a planet? It's going to be again. You think so? Well, I don't no, know if I, they have the votes. It's on my pay, no, no, it's not out of my pay grade. I don't. I, le- <laughs> I turn that to all my dark matter and other astrophysicist friends. A team of scientists think that it should be. Pluto was demoted to a dwarf planet a decade ago. It hardly seems like 10 years ago. Only 10 years. Yeah. Because uh, it didn't clear objects from its path. That was one of the reasons. You oh, know how okay. we're not bumping into things. We're going around the sun. But apparently Pluto bumps into things occasionally. Those little tiny things. But it has We might start bumping into things. It hasn't worn a groove in the solar system. Uh, the scientists argue that Pluto deserves to be a full-on planet along with some 110 other bodies. This is a disturbing thing. Yeah. We're going to have 100 planets? Do we have to memorize them? Uh, that would include, as a planet, our moon. It would be planet moon. Okay. Or whatever we want to call it. They'd probably come up with something fancy. It would be like planet Transamerica. It would probably be commodified. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. Planet Nike. Yeah. The scientists say that geological properties like shape and uh, surface uh, features should determine what makes you a planet, which I agree. I agree. Okay. Except I don't want 100 of them. A Sengalese Islamic television channel shocked viewers with half an hour of hardcore pornography. So where did you pick up that? At lunchtime. Yeah, it was right in the middle of the day. Not that it makes any difference, but still. Oh, it does. It makes a lot because kids are home from school or uh, people are taking a breather from a a hard day in the tropics. It's called laboring. It was Tuba TV. Over okay. there, too, but not like, you know, the, the instrument, but T-O-U-B-A TV, uh, which typically broadcasts religious programming. Oh, my yeah. gosh. So it's hacked? How did that work? Probably. I don't know. Maybe some crazy tuba guy went, you know, hmm. just lost his job and queued it up. Anyway, they called the porn show a criminal act by people with a hidden agenda. Yeah. yeah. Well, they didn't hide anything. Yeah. The porn. <laughs> Yeah, very true. What'd you say, Mahler? Uh, well, I don't know. Arctic sea ice reached a low wintertime maximum, according to scientists at NASA. And on the opposite side of the planet, Antarctica hit its lowest level after decades of moderate sea ice expansion. So it's not good. Nope. Since 1979, the Arctic and Antarctic have lost the equivalent of a chunk of ice, sea ice larger than Mexico. It's daunting. Yeah, that's a lot of ice. Yeah. And in the Philippines, a lawmaker filed an impeachment complaint against President Rodrigo Duterte. That's the, you know, the little Trump or whatever they call him in the the Filipino Trump. Yeah. 
Representative Gary Alejano's complaint says Duterte violated the Constitution, failed to declare huge bank deposits as required by law, committed bribery and corruption, and betrayed the public trust with his actions, including the crackdown that has sparked extrajudicial killings under Duterte's so-called war on drugs. That guy's nuts over there. Blood all over his hands. We'll have two Trump impeachments coming up, I, yeah. I can only hope. Yeah. yeah. Oof. I think that's a celebratory howl. Oh, is it? Okay. He heard impeachment and Trump and he went crazy. Blood. And He's two not... of them. <laughs> yeah. Former Egyptian president, Hosni Mubarak, was out, who was ousted as president in 2011 in the Arab Spring, is free. He's not being held anymore after a long and largely fruitless effort to hold him accountable for human rights abuses and corruption. So he's back in the burbs now. Yeah, he's he's he back released. in the palatial settings. Yeah. I wonder if he still, if he took that hospital bed with him. That well, he's does been, he have a special one? The, the one that was shoved in and out of the. Oh, the one that, when he's on trial. Yeah. Maybe this has special meaning to him. It's a mattress, yeah. And Palestinian President Mahmoud Abbas awarded former UN official Rima Khalaf, Khalaf, sorry about that, Rima, Palestine's Medal of the Highest Honor after Khalaf resigned rather than bow to pressure to withdraw a UN report accusing Israel of imposing an apartheid regime on Palestinians. We mentioned this last week, and they told her to pull that report, and she said, nah, no. No, well, apartheid's apartheid. It smells like one. Yeah. It looks like and it talks like one. Try out that vocabulary. Rima's resignation came the day Israeli soldiers opened fire on a group of Palestinian teenagers in a refugee camp in the Israeli-occupied West Bank, killing a 16-year-old. And uh, Israeli soldiers then fired rubber-coated steel bullets at the group of mourners at the boys' funeral. Mm. I don't know what's wrong with these people. I really, really don't Drunk know. Drunk with their power. You don't have any any idea? Well, that's what I mean. No, it's the power. You and you're sort of clumping clumping on to this, you know, the 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 rule of and sort it's sort of hunkering down into it's so wrong. They they're so defensive of such a wrong position yeah. that they're they're more entrenched in that position. Amos Oz would call him on this. He's there are intellect Israeli intellectuals that oh, yeah. will use the word, you know, apartheid mightily. Yes. I don't say happily, mightily. Yeah. Yeah. But no, but there's no. It's like with other fundamentalists, Chris, uh, religions yeah. and policy makers in the world. They're they're really they're dug in so deep. Yeah. No tolerance, no discussion, no intellectual honesty. Thank you. Thank you. That means it's time for news from bomby countries. Oh, yeah. yeah. I gave up the bomb. Mahler didn't like it so much either. <laughs> yeah, well, I never knew. I used, when I used to hear that, I thought it was maybe a flatulence filling up the studio. Yeah, you think so? I was wondering. Yeah. You know, I was going to, you know how I always do that little lead in in uh, news from bomby countries? Dust. Where killing is not just an idea. It's a trillion-dollar budget. In Afghanistan, Taliban fighters overran government offices in the city of Sangjin, seizing control of the district that's been contested for over a decade. Uh, the U.S. handed over control of Sangjin to Afghan forces in 2013. That was a bloody campaign that where we lost 
tons of Marines over there, along with the British, uh, at the most, actually, in any other district in Afghanistan. The Taliban victory came despite the support of American special operations soldiers and a bombing campaign. The UK-backed Syrian Observatory for Human Rights says a U.S.-led coalition airstrike killed dozens of civilians after it hit a school near the ISIS-held city of Raqqa. The school was being used to shelter displaced families. Before you don't move off. Okay. Eyes over here. This is like the red lights flashing. We've got to keep our eyes on Libya where ISIS is massing up. We we have our work cut out for us and we're paying attention to those shiny objects over there. Yeah. This campaign. Hmm. 42 Somali refugees were killed when they were gunned down by a helicopter gunship near the Yemen coast. Somalia accused Saudi Arabia of carrying out the strike by a U.S.-made Apache helicopter. Meanwhile, the death toll from an airstrike on a mosque in Syria rose to 49 people. The U.S. admitted carrying out the airstrike, but the Pentagon denied it hit the mosque. So I don't know. You what don't that split means. a difference like that. Yeah. You just split your psyches. Yeah. And all those deaths in the world uh, were overshadowed by what happened in London, where a man driving an SUV mowed down pedestrians on a bridge over the River Thames before rushing onto the grounds of the British Parliament and fatally stabbing a police officer. The attacker was shot dead, uh, and uh, the attack left two others dead, his responsibility, and at least 29 more injured. ISIS claimed responsibility for the attack that put Parliament on lockdown and suspended debate in the House of Commons. It is annoying to me. I guess they speak English, so they get the top billing. But what did I read off? Close to 100 other people being killed in bomb attacks due to terrorism in the world. And, you know, a total of two or three here with 29 injured. I guess it's because we're civilized. Is that what it is? I don't understand that map question either. Yeah. I, I don't. I think I think this we've gone into a century where we consider ourselves part of a world. Not that uh, Well, we're... I think that to, there was a, a sort of a, a journalistic aspect to it was an anniversary the the year later from the Brussels attack. So yeah. there's that kind of packaging but but when many more and there are other more lives lost in other situations. Yeah. fleeting right now but yeah, the it's well. It, we have something to answer to, and I think the consequences of those other deaths aren't understood, not only to them but to us yeah. at a later date. There's blowback to all of those deaths in Yemen and Somalia. Well, that would be ISIS. Big blowback. A uh, high court in India granted the Ganges and Yamuna rivers the same legal rights as human beings. Now, that's interesting. I don't know how that works, but the court ruling comes after the New Zealand Parliament passed a law granting the Wanui River full legal rights last week. So we got three rivers in the world now with human rights and a lot of people that have none. Well, there that fits in the whole Hindi nationalist yeah. movement. And in the same time, in I think it's one of the most populous Provinces in India, in uh, Uttar Pradesh, this Hindu cleric, Yogi Adiyanath, was is now chief minister. And that is a big, big appointment. Yeah. And so it's sort of, all of these things are sort of sending, you know, a red, a 
red meat to the Hindi nationalists to mobile up, mass up too and impose their political will on minorities in India. It's, I mean, that's what the rivers sort of signals to me, as among, among other things. Yeah, that they don't have the rights, but the rivers do? Well, there's the discrepancy. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. What is it, Mahler? <laughs> Come on, spit it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can only mean one thing. It's time for Drones in the News. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> silent. He can he smell? Can he smell drones? Yeah, yeah. He can. He can yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's one of those drone detectors he uses at the airport sometimes. Okay. He just sits at the end of the runway and waits for drones. Yeah. What does he do? Does he just <laughs> does he jump up or does he just well, let his do do, nostrils Mahler? flare? Yeah, he howls like that. Okay, yeah, yeah. and that's good, when Mahler. they know. No uh, drones in the news. Brought to you by Mahler's Drone Club and people like you. <laughs> That's right, Molly. That's enough. Shut up. Oh, please. Houthi forces are using a type of drone to be believed to be built by Iran to attack Saudi and United Arab Emirates missile defense sites in Yemen. So Houthi forces are using an Iranian-made drone. Six of the drones were captured on a known Iranian smuggling route that runs through Amman, and the Houthis released an infographic indicating that the drone was built in Yemen. We're just taking their world word for it, but why not? They take our word or don't. Uh, the number of drones in the U.S. will jump dramatically over the next five years to US, uh, the U.S. Federal Aviation Administration said the FAA estimates the fleet of small hobbyist drones will more than triple from an estimated 1.1 million drones last year to 3.5 million in 2021, that seems almost conservative, yeah. don't you think? And With the pricing, it yeah. could be 1.6 million commercial drones in use by then, too. 1.6 million. Uh, no strings attached, hardly. I mean, there's there's a manual, but there's there's little operating requirement. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the thing is, is you it goes out the regulations, door. But those things are flying around the air. They can smack you in the face. You know, well, I mean, or they, they can can. sit over. They can sit over your real estate. Yeah, sit over your real estate they or your anything on you. Your Plus, run out outside. Yeah, they can smuggle stuff. They're fun to watch. No, I feel like I don't want to watch. Well, them. when like you're inside bug. them, I like the I like the uh, the cameras inside them when oh, you're okay. zooming through stuff. I don't like to watch them though. You know, the first one Swat I ever like saw was in an Indian wedding in Orange County. Really? And it was hovering over the groom on a horse. Yeah. And so I thought, wow. So that's what weddings are, and that's what drones are. It's all my first a lot of things. But anyway, it was, I want to swat it like a bug. Yeah, this is a sacred uh, day. Let's rent a drone, honey. <laughs> yeah. Goodness gracious. What do you have to lose? There's the caucus. Wow. The caucus meeting this week. Is that the next item? Well, uh, the next item is are your presidential learning moment. Okay. I like to do this because I'm practicing my Donald Trump impersonation. Okay. All right. <laughs> this week, technique. Is Donald Trump, what he has to say about his technique. <clears throat> I am a very instinctual person, but my instincts turns out to be right. Hey, look, in the meantime, I guess I can't be doing so badly because... I'm president and you're not. Yeah. You sound like Peter Laurie more. 
Really? Yeah. Oh. God, that's a disappointment. <laughs> no. you got to spend more time in Queens, Nathan. <laughs> got to travel. Is that what it is? <laughs> you know, he sounds like a queen. Well, Have you ever noticed that he sounds, you know, not not trying to pigeonhole people here because I know there's a vast array of, of accents here and there, but he sounds kind of like a spoiled queen. I want a queen. Yeah, I want to be queen. Yeah, maybe that. Queens are more classy. You know, I, I, I'm I'm looking at the news right now, and they're still apparently they're still don't have anything going on with that health. Nope. Uh, uh, you know, whatever they're doing with our health care. House Republican leaders postponed that plan because they couldn't pass it. A full vote on the measure could take place today. Uh, the move to delay the vote came after House conservatives said there was no deal struck on the bill following a meeting with Trump. Republican lawmakers announced a slew of amendments to it because they were trying to get it passable. Many of them were pushed by conservatives, so they made the bill essentially worse. Well, written by the insurance companies, yeah, one of exactly. the last meetings, essential yeah. health benefits. Yeah. That EHB, folks, when you see that, hold on to your wallet. Yeah. Hold on to your copay. Uh, one amendment wants to halt immediately the Medicaid expansion program. Another would allow states to make it harder for people to receive Medicaid by imposing requirements that able-bodied people have a job or participate in job training programs. I guess when they're disabled, that would be nice. After failing to negotiate more support, Trump told House Republicans that he would agree to no more changes. Uh, he would either they pass the bill today, 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 or lose the chance of repealing Obamacare. I don't get this guy. I guess this is a threat and we're all supposed to be in awe and say, oh, oh, sure, Trumpy, we'll pass it just for you because you are all powerful. But I, I, this is, it's to a, me, a real a turning dealer. point for Republicans. It, yeah. Either they're going to follow this guy down the uh, the rabbit hole or they're going to raise their heads up and realize what a bunch of crap he's proposed here. And I, they're, how duplicitous, they're, yeah. But yeah. I don't think people are thinking in terms of how duplicitous he's been up until this point. Yep. You have to keep reminding. God, keep memories intact, folks. What did he say on the campaign trail? He was going to make have a beautiful plan. It's going to be good for everybody. For everybody. It's the best ever. Americans for uh, Prosperity and Freedom Partners, two groups backed by billionaires Charles and David Koch, said they've created a multi-million dollar campaign fund for Republicans who reject the health care legislation in favor of a more radical repeal of Obamacare. This sounds like a bribe to me. Yeah. If you then do things know. our way, you'll get paid off. And during a House Intelligence Committee hearing, I'm going to switch gears now, we're talking about Comey now. Yeah. He confirmed, Mr. Uh, FBI Director James Comey, confirmed the FBI is investigating whether Trump's campaign collaborated with Russia to sway the 2016 election. He up and said as much, but we knew that. Comey also said the FBI has no information that supports Trump's unsubstantiated claims that Obama tapped his phones in Trump Tower during the election. This is such a... <sighs> cluster cuss. During the hearing, the director of the National Security Agency, Michael Rogers, I was starting to like this guy. I don't like yeah. these guys in general, but when they were standing up there, when they were sitting when there. When they had spine. Yeah. When they sat up there and they, they had their little, uh, yeah, I think Moe and Curly is, I don't know, whoever they were doing. It was a good act. And and the, when they asked uh, Rogers about uh, uh, the tweet that, that Trump had just sent out, Rogers had the funniest look on his face. Uh, like, I didn't see the, the video. Yeah. yeah. Well, like, really? This this is something I have to deal with here in Congress? A tweet? 
Uh, uh, Michael Rogers also refuted Trump's claims that Obama asked the British intelligence agency GCHQ to carry out the wiretap on Trump Tower. The Associated Press is reporting that Trump's former campaign chairman, Paul Manafort. Here we go. <laughs> Hose down the studio. Hey, Mahler, Paul Manafort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, what do you think about him? Yeah? You shouldn't talk like that, Mahler. Yeah. He's being kind of reserved about his criticism. He's then. looking toward Belize. Yeah. Manafort, uh, Trump's campaign chairman of the past, Paul Manafort. Hush now, boy. Uh, secretly worked for a Russian billionaire. In or That's right, Mahler. Secretly worked for a Russian billionaire in order to advance the agenda of Russian President Vladimir Putin across the former Soviet republics, Europe, and in the United States during the mid-2000s. This is what... Uh, what Manafort did. The AP investigation reveals that in 2006, Manafort signed a $10 million a year contract with Putin's close ally, Russian aluminum magnate Oleg Deripaska, to promote Putin's interest. The Russian dissident, who would have been a star witness against Manafort, was shot to death in Kiev. You know that guy, right? Yeah. That was uh, Denis Voronetkov a former elected official in Russia who fled to Ukraine and joined the resistance against Putin, was murdered. Uh, Manafort had been taking tens of millions of dollars in payments from the Kremlin uh, intermediary that Volenenk uh, Voronenkov was aware of. So there's all sorts of questions about the killing, all sorts of questions about what Manafort was doing. Right, and well, and there's questions of how much, how involved will the Trump administration have us understand Manafort was in their campaign, yeah. sort of trimming his role. He was quite the the go-to chair for the yeah. while. I don't from, know how many from months. From May to August. May to August. From May to August. And he during was that the one. time, Trump was so proud of him, brought him up all the time. Now they're just walking away, turning their back on him. Oh, he had a ma him. marginal yeah. involvement. In so, folks, you can, which, which one is it? I don't know. And the chair of the House Intelligence Committee said he's uncovered evidence that U.S. intelligence agencies swept up communications by Trump's transition team and possibly from Trump himself after the November election. This is funny. This is I'm a funny, funny adventure. This is Nunes. California Republican Devin Nunes. Tulare Region, Congressional District. Yeah. Spoke to the press before rushing to the White House to personally brief Trump on his alleged findings. And he didn't even tell... Adam Schiff, Anybody nobody. Anybody in his committee. Nobody. Nobody. <sighs> and Nunes, who served on Trump's transition team, said the surveillance unmasked the names of Trump transition officials. He claimed the, that none of the surveillance was related to the FBI's investigation of Trump's Russian connection. Trump said he felt vindicated over his tapping claim, his, you know, his phone being tapped. But uh, meanwhile, the ranking nobody, Democrat, yeah. Yeah, the d ranking Democrat on the House Intelligence Committee that Nunes was a part of, blasted Nunes for making ostensibly classified information public. Right. These these guys are children. It's like having a, I, you know, I don't want to go down to junior high because junior high kids are much more intelligent than than this. They could be running the country in uh, with more with decorum more measure. and measure. Yes. Uh, anyway, uh, this was while he failed to brief committee members on the alleged findings. Nunes apologized for that and then said he didn't know for sure if the findings were true even. So his job description's kind of 
sullied here. We don't know. Are you still on the transition team or are you representing, <laughs> co- yeah. you know, the on the tel- intelligence committee? So, so what do you think, Adam Schiff? He's really, he's just really offering a commanding presence in this process. Oh yeah, he's really something sort of. You kind of lean on that guy to do whatever he can. I'm sure it's hard for him to hold on. Well, it's a very uh, reasoned approach to this whole matter. But it must not be easy for a guy in his position. Yeah, give us a little background on because you're thinking about having him on your show, yeah? Well, I I wish. I know uh, his mom is an Orange County resident and a member of some organizations that we know, and so, but but he's a busy guy. I don't think he's got time for community radio, but wouldn't that be cool? Just have him, just sit him down over the the line for five, eight minutes. Yeah. I'd love that. Ah, You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM, Irvine, California. Visit us at facebook.com KUCI or forward slash KUCI 88.9 or on our Tumblr blog at KUCIradio.tumblr.com or on Twitter at KUCI FM. Stream us live on iTunes. Go to Internet, College University, KUCI 88.9 FM. The Supreme Court ruled unanimously that Gorsuch sucks. Right? It's Gorsuch, right? I want to, yeah, unpackage that ruling a little bit more. The the court ruled a public school district in Colorado violated the Individuals with Disabilities Education Act by failing to adequately provide for an autistic student. Uh, There was a student there, and and he was having trouble in class, they forced him out. He went to a private school, and the kid did very well in private school, and that's what the case was about. Why did we have to pay this extra money for a public education for someone who apparently is bright and can excel at things? Uh, the high court's eight to nothing ruling, unanimous, against Gorsuch, uh, overturned a 2008 decision written by Judge Neil, Neil Gorsuch in favor of the school district over the autistic child. He's gonna go that way every time, uh, the corporation, the organization over the individual. The Ooh. ruling was handed down as Gorsuch testified to the right. Senate Judiciary Committee for the third, third straight day of his confirmation hearings to be a Supreme Court honcho. Well, one problem with that ruling is that it doesn't free up more money, though, to support school districts to pay for those services. Oh, exactly. That's just a huge encumbrance, as they call it, encroachment on school budgets. So what the Supreme Court giveth, the Betsy DeVosses are going to take it away. Oh, there, yeah. There's not going to be any money. Congress isn't going to ante up more money. So it's always a huge, a real dent in school districts' budgets. So it's a, it doesn't do much, the Supreme Court ruling. In nevertheless, operation. there's all, all sorts of ranges of autism. There's a lot of kids that are simply spectrum. There's up and down. Hyperactive. They're getting close to it. I think we all have a touch of it, or you know, have the ability to have a touch of autism. And there are people who are severely handicapped by it. This child seemed to have been not so bad, and all he needed is a bit of understanding and a little bit of uh, some accommodation concern would have helped him out. Uh, On Tuesday, Gorsuch faced intense scrutiny over his uh, decision to rule against a truck driver, this was a case, huh? Whose employer illegally fired him, illegally fired him for deserting a trailer so he wouldn't freeze to death. The guy's in a trailer, he can't get it started, he thinks it's an unsafe uh, truck trailer, uh, and he couldn't start it, and he he didn't want to freeze to death, so he left it and was fired. 
Senator Al Franken told Gorsuch, it is absurd to say this company is in its rights to fire him because he made the choice of possibly dying from freezing to death or causing other people to die, possibly by driving an unsafe vehicle. So they fired him. That's absurd, said Franken. Now I had a career in identifying absurdity, and I know it when I see it. I like that line by Franken. Uh, it, that's been repeated quite often. Yeah. It will be. But I, I, heard, I learned from our sister radio station this morning that the Federal Society kept a list of judges that they would hand over were Trump in a position to nominate judges for the Supreme Court. And so they had that Gorsuch's name was not on the May list, but after the his one, he dissented um, on a seven-judge panel. Yeah. With, with that dissent, he was now on their radar, and they put him on the September list. Mm-hmm. So the Federal Society has put, along with their other friends, $10 million to get this guy on the bench. Yeah, yeah all that like money. They liked yeah. what they saw in that corporatist thinking. Yeah, and he's uh, really... Uh, I find it disturbing. I would rather see a guy who is an ass than a guy who is playing the sweet little golly, ah, shucks, I didn't mean to harm anybody type of, that's, that's gore he's, such as demeanor. And he's not saying anything. He's not really revealing anything. Well, he, that's he, way, yeah, they're yeah. all trained to do that. Everybody yeah. does that, but yeah. it, he is a, a Trojan it, horse. Yeah, there's, there's got to be some sort, I don't know how they would do a rule change but somebody's got to start answering questions if they're going to have a lifetime appointment to the Supreme Court. They say it's not a, uh, you know, a partisan position, but the reason we didn't have Garrick, uh, Merrick on the, uh, the Supreme Court was purely partisan. So how can it not be? How can we get that kind of commentary? Mm. The Senate Judiciary Committee is expected to vote in favor of Gorsuch's nomination on April 3rd and then pass it on to the Senate. Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer is calling yeah. for the Senate to delay the vote for as long as the FBI is investigating the Trump campaign. Yeah. Schumer, who is a Democrat from New York, also said he would join with other Democrats in attempting to filibuster the nomination. Yeah. Uh, Republican Senate Majority Leader, uh, Believing that would be in his Mitch McConnell. Using his freedom of speech. Yeah. yeah has threatened to change Senate rules to allow Gorsuch's confirmation on a simple majority vote rather than the 60 votes now required. And Schumer fired back. He said he should focus on changing the nominee, not the rules. Oh, bad chance. Yeah. Mm. I'm going to leave Gorsuch now unless you got another. No, I think the obscenities have been laid out. The Trump administration enacted new rules prohibiting some passengers flying to the United States on foreign airlines from carrying on an electronic device or electronic devices larger than a cell phone. The new rules apply to passengers flying from airports airports in Cairo, Istanbul, Kuwait City, Amman, Jordan, Casablanca, Morocco, Doha, Qatar, Jeddah, Riyadh in Saudi Arabia, and Dubai and Abu Dhabi in the United Arab Emirates. The electronic devices are still allowed to be packed into passengers' checked luggage. And right. England followed us on this uh, ruling, too. So all those batteries would be in the cargo hold. So some people are, who know the the dangers of that many batteries there together there and you know remotely could be operated there they're wondering about the wisdom of that yeah, one. Yeah, it's it's remote. I mean, that's the thing. It's not like if you put them in luggage that they're not 
lethal. Right. They've been wired yeah. up. It's pretty interesting. The only good side is there are suggestions on in social media about what you can do if you don't have your laptop with you. Talk, read, think, you know, uh, do other things. So there's there's two schools about what this could mean. <sighs> Just don't fly. How about that? Well, that's your that's your no travel bias. Yeah, Not ban. Not travel ban, travel bias. Yeah. Well, there's so many people that just go. I know, they don't think I know. about why they're going. They're, yeah, well, they want to time of year. put out carbon. Yeah. That's yeah. all. Senate lawmakers voted to repeal a historic set of rules aimed at protecting consumers' online data from their own Internet providers in a move that could make it easier for broadband companies to sell and share their customers' usage information for advertising purposes. The rules prohibit providers from abusing the data they gather on their customers as they browse the web. U.S. Senators voted 50 to 48 to approve a joint resolution that would prevent the Federal Communications Commission privacy rules from going into effect. This was something Obama had put in place. Right. They're not going to go ahead with this. The resolution would also bar the FCC from ever enacting similar consumer protections. This is what gripes me about these things. It's not just that they're changing the rule to go with the times. They're making it this rule forever if the FCC uh, leadership happens to change. Right. Yeah. It now heads to the House, so we've got, we've got this going on. Trump is expected to seek security clearances for his daughter, Ivanka. Just wonder what that's about. Just so she can get stay closer. Daddy? Just, the, just so she can be a, a, a more proximate prop. Yeah. In his administration. So she's got to have that kind of access. Uh, yeah, Strange. is also expected to receive an office in the West Wing and government-issued communications devices. Uh, she has no official title. Yeah, I don't know what that's about. I guess that's happened before. The Trump administration plans to announce today that it has issued a permit for the Keystone XL Pipeline project, uh, which would ship 800,000 barrels of oil a day from Canada to Gulf Coast refineries and screw up a lot of property in between. That was rejected by the Obama administration last year. And oil could start flowing through the highly contested $3.8 billion Dakota Access Pipeline as early as this week. And that's the dirtiest of the dirty, the yeah. back and crude. An appeals court rejected the Standing Rock, Sioux, and Cheyenne River Nation's request for an emergency injunction to stop the pipeline from becoming operational Meanwhile, the University of California's chief, chief investment officer, right here, yep. uh, University of California, all over the state, has announced the university system is taking steps to divest from two companies behind the pipeline, Energy Transfer Partners and Sunoco Logistics. What do you think of the timing, though? Couldn't that have happened a little earlier to be a little bit more forceful? Well, yeah, and they're looking into it, too. They're not exactly doing it. I don't know. They're it's a little bit of a backpedal, folks. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> don't say backpedal all right, about Mahler. It just, he gets confused. Dog can't go in reverse? Uh, he tries. Fear of an immigration and customs enforcement crackdown is disrupting the lives of immigrants and their family in California uh, with our 5.4 million non-citizen residents. Trump's promise to increase deportations has discouraged legal immigrants from turning to public assistance programs or from working. At the Alameda County Community Food Bank in San Francisco Bay Area, 
40 families recently requested that their food stamps be canceled. Another 54 Spanish-speaking households that pre-qualified for the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program turned down the opportunity to, to apply. In other words, they were ready, they're just but they're, off the they're radar. so afraid yeah. of this administration and what they w it would do that they passed on it. A uh, leaked draft executive, uh, executive order suggests that legal immigrants could be deported for turning to public assistance within their first five years of arrival. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. And some people are hesitant to visit a food pantry out of fear that ICE uh, could show up and uh, bust them, I guess. No food for you. In Miami-Dade, mm. Florida, prosecutors announced they will not bring criminal charges against four prison guards over the death of 50-year-old Darren Rainey, a schizophrenic prisoner who died after the guards locked him in a shower stall and exposed him to 180 degrees scalding water. When his body was found two hours later, he had burns covering 90% of his body. Unbelievable. And they uh, just got out free. The guards did. In New York City, police say racial hatred drove a 28-year-old white army veteran to fatally stab a 66-year-old black man. This was just, you know, a, a crime without any purpose except racial hatred. He just picked out James Harris Jackson, this army veteran. Oh, no, I'm sorry. He picked out Timothy Kaufman. James Harris Jackson was the uh, army veteran who stabbed him. James Harris Jackson surrendered to police after surveillance video identified him as the killer of Timothy Kaufman. Police say Jackson traveled from Baltimore to New York to commit a high-profile hate crime. That was it. Make America brazen again. Yeah. Jackson served in the U.S. Army in Afghanistan. Police say mm -hmm. he's a known member of a hate group in Maryland. Uh, this story I like. A little levity here, okay? Oh, yeah? You want some levity? How about a little levity? All right. The White House. You know that place. Yep. They sent out a parody opinion piece in an email on its website citing it as fact. It was a parody piece by the Washington Post. Alexandra Petrie, a Washington Post columnist, uh, wrote a story on Trump's proposed buzz budget entitled, Trump's Budget Makes Perfect Sense and Will Fix America and I Will Tell You Why. It was an intentionally silly, okay. long title. Okay. This right. was cited with a straight face by the White House. They thought, well, they like our our uh, Trump our uh, Trump our care budget. proposal. Yeah. yeah, this was oh the budget proposal. Sorry about that. The budget proposal. Even though this this article contained obvious satirical stuff like, uh, <clears throat> with the money we will save on these sad public servants, we will be able to buy lots of guns and F-35s and other cool things that go boom and pow and pew, pew, pew. That was in there. Wow. That was in there. Apparently, they don't read. They just got the headline. They read the headline. They knew that was good. And here's another one. Clean rivers and breathable air are making us soft and letting the Chinese and the Russians get the jump on us. Wow. I guess they didn't think that was satire. I'm not no, sure. They, no, they sound like policy to them. <laughs> hey, God. Well, trying to be light here. Uh, mm. Here's another one. We are increasing funding to the National Institute of Health because in the future, we will cure disease by punching it. Ooh. Ooh. No now, wonder it was, no wonder it, it resonated. Uh, the White House thought the this bozos. was a compliment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
I, I don't know, you know, yeah, I think that they're just, they don't care. They just simply don't care. They're, they're just that well, inexperienced it's, it's, and- It's so shallow. Yeah. There's no, there's no there there. It's all props. There's, there's no policy. No? None. Well, the policy is let's make a lot of money here. Well, that's not that's an opportunity uh, <laughs> yeah. versus a policy. Here's something for you, Claudia. I know you'll dislike this. It was revealed that Constellation Brands, the owners of Ballast Point Beer, donated hundreds of thousands of dollars to the campaigns and packs of Paul Ryan. House Majority Leader Kevin McCarthy and many of their Republican anti-health care corksuckers. This is Ballast Point, the owner. Yeah. Yeah, and I like Ballast Point. I do too. But I'm not going to drink it I anymore. don't like it now. No. And they're trying to walk back from that. They're saying, well, we're not. We don't get any money from that pack. But they, they get the capital from Constellation Brands. So yeah. Ballast Point. Have... Yeah, I mean, you. Yeah, if you're owned by a company, you're owned by a company. Ballast Point is already gearing up to help Republicans win the 2018 midterms. I should say Constellation Brands. It's is. Constellation Brands, right. Yeah. Constellation Brands PAC is listed as vice chair of Paul Ryan's upcoming Chicago fundraiser. He postponed that till after this health care vote. Who knows, you know, what's going to happen there. He might postpone it forever. If it... <laughs> no. So we all, we all now have a hunkering for, a, a hankering for the next wonderful craft beers down the list. Ballast yeah. is out. What do you suggest? Oh, gosh. I want to mention a small one. and that, Let's say Barley Forge. Barley Forge? Right down there on down on Bristol. Okay. Very yeah. good. Right there. We yeah. could ride our bikes to Barley Forge. Better than ballast. Yep. With none. No ballast in their politics. What you got? What do I have? No, yeah. I've been, I'm, I'm following you for one-for-one uh, one in this. So. Well, we got a few minutes to kill here. I mean, we could go on about Gorsuch some well, more. Um, I'm or Manafort. So what? I, I I keep going back on my own show about where the we should avoid being drawn to the shiny objects. So yeah. that's what if maybe the, the remaining time we can try to talk about what is the consequential policy to follow the the actions that are taken. Well, what it's not they're only doing. shiny objects, it's all these distractions too. Well, the, that's what I, the, they the are. tweets are. Yeah, they are yeah. shiny objects. Yeah, the tweets are. are and like you said, where are the death tolls? What do those death tolls mean? That's, you know, outside of our country, outside of the Commonwealth. Well, they yeah, those are two separate things. I mean, we could tie them together, but as far as the deaths outside of our country, uh, when when 50 people die in Iran, we don't care. When two people die in England, it's it's headline news and policies change. And, and that's the problem, I think. The policies aren't reflective of really what's going on. We're living in a bubble as far as the consequences of what our military uh, strategies uh, are causing. And tactics, yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. and, and, and I mean, the, the 50 people that, <laughs> or, that are hit or killed in a mosque uh, they have a lot of relatives, and and that might inspire one of those relatives to decide that uh, they want to maybe hit the United States, drive a bus down the mall. There is a Mennonite scholar, and he's at Notre Dame now, John Paul Lederach, and he he spoke here in 2001, in the fall, really yeah. pivotal time he spoke, and he has been involved in negotiations with the people in the stands, these really, really gritty, 
paramilitary guys yeah. and tribes. He's negotiated between those tribes in the the Kyrgyzstan and all Kazakhstan, and all that. But and he's he spoke in that lecture to say five generations are the memory that many tribes hold onto a transgression against one of their members. Oh yeah. So five generations after what we do in Yemen, Somalia, and you know, name it anywhere else, yeah. and we could all be not even close yeah. to that safe that yeah, next this century, guy's presenting to We might to get us. some blowback from what we're doing Huge. today. Besides the sort of civilization quotient, you know, just yeah. decent human beings doing this kind of thing for what? And then wh I'm, I'm concerned about the spending, the, the, de the defense budget, Mm -hmm. that that the shiny object is you know prosperity there's all these contractors that are lining up to pay to to get a contract for building the wall building up the military it's huge but what what is this leading us to the shiny object as i the is the prosperity by some contractors but where is this leading us and there's murmurings on the uh, and the national water coolers, the international water coolers, the uh -huh. social media murmurings that this has a war buildup feel to it. The the, the big spend up, the defense spend oh, up. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, that's the only way I think that Trump can be um, considered. People a will mobilize around him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It'll be a George W. Bush thing. So we ought to be really, really careful what this step. Each step is leading and which path it's going down. Mm. It's pretty daunting. And finally, yes, because of the toxic state of much of China's air, a state-backed firm is doing brisk business selling cans of fresh air bottled in a forest in western China. The price, 48 yuan or 6.95. Meanwhile, another firm is selling necklaces with micro air filters priced at about $100. Wow. Merchants at Tobo also sell leg stockings and cosmetics claiming to protect the skin from toxic smog, as well as a $43 air filter hat. You can subscribe to the Weekly Signals Weekly Review podcast at weeklysignals.com. Weeklysignals.com. Subscribe now.